What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Surfing the Stream, where every week we are on a quest to find out what is the greatest movie of all time. I am Matt Primo, and here today I am with my brother, Josh Primo. How are you, sir? What's up, bitches? We are here to review Lone Survivor as part of our War Movies in Review series that we are doing throughout the entire month of July. We have reviewed up to this point, we have reviewed, I've done forgot all the ones that we've reviewed. The Patriot, Saving Private Ryan, and then if you're a Patreon supporter, you've gotten Enemy at the Gates and Full Metal Jacket. Josh and I are watching as many war movies as we can throughout the entire month of July, which will end in the last week with a top 10 episode. We're going to give you our top 10 favorite war movies of all time. And they may not necessarily be the best in order, but they're going to be our favorites. And uh, mine will be the best in order. Yours will be wrong in order. But it, if you want to see some, so if you want to hear some great podcasts and some great debates, you're going to want to be staying tuned for our final week for the top 10 episode because I am going to skull drag the shit out of Josh on this top 10. Bitches, I'm ready. Bring it. <laughs> I I got a feeling. I think we're going to have almost nearly the same top 10. It's just going to be the order. I have, I know at least one or two that's going to be on mine that is not on yours. Hmm. Look at that. Already admitting you're wrong. <laughs> oh, I'm not saying I'm wrong. I'm just saying you're wrong because you're not having it on your list. No, no, sir. Uh, I am a man of the people. I walk among the people whatever see i think <laughs> i think when we go into this top 10 you're gonna have to specifically state why your your movies are positioned the way that they are and the only thing that you're gonna be able to say is uh because it's kept my attention i have a short attention span and uh yeah i like action and things that go boom yours is gonna be oh uh, it's up there because i have a short wiener and it made it go boom. <laughs> you know, you're a dick for saying that. You're not wrong, but you're a dick for saying that. <laughs> I felt like I was in middle school. <laughs> <laughs> Your wiener's smaller than mine, man. <laughs> Play swords. <laughs> Wait, chicken? You was it? Was that a Wait, dick whoa? <laughs> no, no. Sword is when you pee and then you're trying to out pee the other guy. You're fighting your peace dreams with each other yeah 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 i'm saying i mean not that i know what that is i'm just saying i heard about it i heard i heard about it from other people yeah yeah remember uh in school if there was a, a floater in the toilet you'd go see who could bust it up <laughs> <laughs> i don't think we ever played that game no <laughs> yeah me neither that's what i heard <laughs> i heard about it <laughs> i saw it on tv once <laughs> uh, <laughs> what kind of shit were you doing in high school? Man. Hey. Don't Moving judge on. me, sir. <laughs> Moving on. I, I, I'm going to have a good... Uh, I'm a, each movie on my top 10, man, is going to have a place there for a specific reason. Just, just to stick it in your ass. Don't threaten me with a good time. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right, so back to the uh, episode now that we kind of derailed and talked about some random shit. Uh, so War Movies in Review is almost over. Next week is going to be our top 10 episode. This week you're getting two episodes because like I said, or I said on the pre, uh, 
show segment that we did miss last week. We had some scheduling conflicts, Josh and I. And so we're doing Lone Survivor tonight, and then Braveheart is going to be tomorrow. And that'll be the end of our reviews for War Movies in Review. And then next week, which will be our final episode, we can finally stop watching War Movies. Thank God. Yes. I need and, a break. <laughs> and then once we get in the episode, I, I do want to spend a few minutes on that episode, kind of just, just talking to you about how you – what was your experience with this genre series? And, like, would you do anything over? Would you do it differently, pick a different series? Would you ever do another series like this? So I'm kind of interested to see your opinion uh, next week when it's all said and done, sir. I got it, sir. I got my little notebook. I'll be taking some notes. So let's jump into Lone Survivor. And before we do that, if you like what we're doing here, go to patreon.com slash two game. That is the number two and support us at any of those tiers. And you get access to a slew of extra content. You get access to our pre-show segment each and every week. You get all the episodes early. You get us uncut, unrated, and you get additional podcasts. You get to become a creator slash producer of our podcast. You get to pick and choose what we talk about each and every week. So patreon.com slash two game. Shout out to our $20 tier supporters, Carmen Edmonds, Eric Hernandez, Sharon Petrie, and Lindsay Humble. We appreciate y'all supporting us each and every month. Without y'all, we would not be able to do this. So let's jump in. Lone Survivor. Marcus Luttrell and his team set out on a mission to capture or kill notorious Taliban leader Ahmad Shah in late June of 2005. They are left to fight for their lives in one of the most valiant efforts of modern warfare. This movie was directed by Peter Berg, who has directed a bunch of movies and a lot of good ones and then a lot of not good ones. He's directed Spencer Confidential, which is on Netflix, Mile 22, which is on Netflix, uh, Patriot's Day. Have you seen that one, Josh? Patriot's Day? No, I need to watch that one. I'd, I'd seen it. You know, I looked up this Peter Berg guy. Why does he look so damn familiar? What movie did he act in? I know he's directed a shit ton of them. He's in this and one. I look, he's in this one? Yeah. He's, uh, shit, where's he at in this movie? He's, you know, when they're doing the dance, the dance off? Yeah. Room. He's in that room. He's in another movie too. I just can't put it put it there. It wasn't in that movie. It's some somewhere else, but uh if you stay he, he, he did uh he has directed a shit ton of movies. Let's see. Uh he was in the Kingdom. Kingdom's a fucking good movie, by the way. Uh Collateral Copland. He was in Copland apparently. I haven't seen that movie in years. Yeah, see, I try to get pictures of them, like they, the characters, and all it does is put his picture back up. So I'm like, that's not helping me at all. Uh, 21 Jump Street. Uh, Hancock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see very many movies that he's in, sir. Oh, huh, I'm not the... Uh, it, it doesn't matter, I don't guess. Yeah. So... Uh, Peter Berg, uh, Patriots Day, you need to go watch that. That's actually a pretty good movie. Uh, Deepwater Horizon, eh, that's okay. Uh, Battleship, if you just, I mean, it wouldn't be your movie that you would want to watch, so I would probably just skip it. The Kingdom, which is a fucking great movie. That's a, almost could possibly be one of our war movies that we could watch, but it's not a real conflict. 
which is the the issue. Uh, he's directed Hancock, Friday Night Lights, and The Rundown. This movie had a budget of $40 million, and it grossed worldwide $154.9 million. It stars Mark Wahlberg, Taylor Kish, Emil Hirsch. It has a runtime of two hours and one minutes. And the, the best thing about that, sir, is that's like the shortest movie that we've watched up to this point. And it feels fantastic. Yeah, that was a... Yeah, you read about that one, man. That is some long-ass movies, man. It was released on January 10th, 2014. And jumping into our fun facts, in real life, the battle with the Taliban lasted five days instead of three days. I'm curious to know, maybe it was just they didn't know what to show for five days, so they just did it for three days. I'm curious to know why they changed that or why it, why it even mattered. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, apparently, this movie is like one or two things are off, and the rest of it's uh, legit facts on what happened. Uh, yeah, like, like I think you mentioned. I don't know if I have that fun fact right here, but he, the trail actually crawled to that that last place, the uh, the little village, instead of you know limping over there. He crawled. How, how many miles was that? Do you remember? Seven miles, man, with a broken femur. Mm. See, he's over there sticking uh, his bone back in his leg, and then he just gets up and starts walking. I'm like, I don't know if you can do that, dude. I don't know if that works like that. Yeah, you're a bad bastard, but I don't think you can do that. But then again, my life's not in danger. I'm not in a firefight and do everything I can to save my life. So there yeah, is very true there. But <laughs> I watched an inter- interview with uh, Mark Wahlberg, uh, Marcus of Trail and some dude that was interviewing them, and they, they said they uh, scripted the movie to be as real as possible, but you know Hollywood still had to have a hand in it. So some parts got a little dramatic, but it was very few of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, I'll no, nah, I'll get I'll get to that in a minute. I don't want to mess my notes up. Uh, actual military veterans were used in this film as extras and actors. That actually helped the budget, you know, stay a little bit lower. I watched a movie recently. What was a uh, lone survivor? And then we watched a uh, 13 hours. I watched 13 hours almost immediately following this one. The authenticity of the two movies is completely different. In my opinion, like you, you watch this movie lone survivor and you think, wow, he really cares about, about the people that were actually involved in this. Like, it, it's real, uh, not meticulous, but it's really thoughtful, like everything that they do in this movie, right? Whereas 13 Hours, it just seems like a Hollywood version of what happened. Like, I don't feel that authenticity, that caring attitude from 13 Hours compared to this one. What do you think? No, I totally agree, man. You, that was, I was a- hundred percent because you know you could tell them guys were all about their brotherhood serving the country doing what's right and 13 hours they made those guys portrayed to be out just because he couldn't sell any real estate in california you know it was strictly for the money Mm -hmm. yep so the tumbling and falling scenes that were filmed uh, they were filmed on location without CGI. In fact, uh, so all those are real. They couldn't. They had to actually have stuntmen do that 
And uh, I believe uh, they got injured a couple of times. But I will go ahead and point out one of my my uh, issues with the movie is they do a lot of fucking tumbling and falling down cliffs in this movie. It's almost kind of ridiculous how much they do it. Which yeah, is- uh, but to a certain extent, that's how it happened there. So, uh, I don't know. I've told you before. There's a Margaret Latrell does, does a speech, and it's a two part YouTube thing. It's about thirty minutes long, and it goes into great detail on the the firefight. And some of those were, you know, RPGs were hitting, and it blew them backwards, or that was their only escape to not get shot. So. But I think maybe they have embellished a few of those falls, maybe. <laughs> I think they just dragged him on a little too long. Like, I felt like I was watching them fall. Like, you know, like, uh, you've never seen Hot Rod. Uh, like, you know, like a, like a comedy, how they fall down a, uh, a hill or a mountain, and it's just ridiculously long, shout out. And it's, it's done for comedic purposes. Like, I just feel like those scenes were were drawn out a little too long. Like it was, it felt like I was watching them fall for like 15 seconds. Like we get it, dude, you're falling. Yeah. I, I see what you're saying. I, I, the only thing I took from that was they were trying to portray, you know, actually how tough of a fall it was, the the yeah. terrain, but yeah, maybe they did, you know, hit show one too many boulders getting hit, but <laughs> I, I, I know Latrell had a, a broken back. That's what he calls it. And he didn't give specifics on what the actual injury was, but one of those falls uh, broke his back. Didn't they say he was paralyzed from it? Like he uh, I, he got really injured from it. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, that's all he says is broken back. What is broken back, you know? Yeah. Huh? I mean, obviously, his spine didn't break in half. <laughs> obviously, because he's walking now. Yeah. So before filming began, uh, the cast underwent training from real Navy SEALs. Uh, Luttrell advised Wahlberg that he wouldn't be able to imitate his Texan accent and to not bother trying. So that's why uh, Wahlberg does not have an accent in this movie. He's just his normal talking. And it's because Luttrell told him, don't even try it. You're not going to get it right. Savage. I'm okay with that because you know how much it irks me with bad accents in movies. Especially southern accents. Yes. It's hard to imitate yes, a southern accent. A southern accent it not somebody slow. Did I use the proper word? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Everybody knows what I mean when they hear a southern person on the getting, you know, their accent. It always makes us seem like we're slow and no education. Okay. Uh, Latrell said in the interview that he never killed anybody with a knife as shown in this film. So that's one of the differences in the movie versus what happened in real life. All right, sir. Give it to me. Uh, I wanted to add one thing in there. You know, he wrote wrote this was originally a book of his, a memoir. Mm-hmm. And he sold the rights to uh, to whoever produced the movie. Uh, for $2 million. Wow. And I'm sure he had like some kind of like extra incentives in it. Like, hey, if the movie does this good, you're going to bounce a little bit about my way. You know what I'm saying? 
Oh, I'm sure, man. I'm sure. Uh, I was quite surprised it only went for $2 million. I figured it would have been a lot higher. Right. But what do I think about this movie, man? Everything in the world aside, this movie is why you stand for the national anthem. That's it. No, no argument. This movie is so hard-hitting and just Man, it punches in the feels the whole movie on the the level of hell these guys went through, and it it portrays it so well. Because you know, in the movie, you're like, oh my god, man, these guys are going through hell and back. And I think they realize that they're probably not going to make it out of this, but they're going to stay fighting till the very end. And uh, it's just done so well. The story just comes across real well. It, it's so vivid. The night after I watched this, I had a nightmare from uh, watching this movie. I think it's one of the best I've ever seen. Yes, it is highly entertaining. I think it's a great movie. I really do. I think it's one of the best war movies that has ever been made. Uh, it's definitely going to be on my top 10, obviously, the way the way that we're talking about it. I think the best thing that they could have done in this movie is, like I mentioned earlier, the authenticity of what is being portrayed that the caring touch to every scene it, it goes a long way and then the chemistry between the actors to me is one of the biggest things because you're trying to portray you're trying to portray a brotherhood between these four actors and they have such great chemistry that it actually comes across as like they're actually brothers and they actually care a lot about each other. So the chemistry for me goes a long way in this movie. And it, it helps you care for these characters a little bit more. And I agree with you. I think it's one of the more, the more vivid, the more real feeling war movies out there. And mainly that might have something to do with, you know, Latrell actually saying, you know, uh, it, it feels pretty close to what happened. They didn't change a whole lot. Maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. But those are just some of the things, the highlights of the movie for me is the brotherhood, that caring, authentic, authentic uh, touch that they put on the movie itself. Now, is it a perfect movie? No. There, uh, as far as like directing and some editing choices, I'm not a huge fan of it. Some of the, the camera shots I wasn't a fan of, but those are just nitpicks. If you're looking for... Uh, uh, entertaining war movie a just an emotional movie i think this 100 hits all those and checks all those boxes off uh it's 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 fantastic war movie it really is i remember watching it for the first time on the ambulance and i just i couldn't wait to to get to the next scene you know and for and we mentioned it a minute ago two hours and one minute this is one of the quickest movies that I've watched in a while. That movie just, it just flows rather quickly. You look down and, oh shit, it's an hour and a half. I only got like 20 more minutes, left, 30 more minutes left in this movie. Yeah, it definitely has a good flow to it, man. Uh, I really enjoyed how they just give you these small nuggets into each of the soldiers' life. So, you know, you kind of build a rapport with them almost because you're like, man, these guys are just like us, you know, talking with the wife and kids and 
you know, just having that brotherhood there and it just makes you fall into the story more. Yes, they did a great job of, I think it was like 40 minutes of that first part of that movie before they actually go on the, the mission, uh, Operation Red Wings. And I think they did a great job of just making you care for those characters. You know, the banter between all the, the soldiers, you know, they had real soldiers in there. Did you, you I already told you that uh, Luttrell is actually in the movie. Yeah, yeah, he's there, and he's in uh, when they're in the uh, the helicopter, the airplane. Yeah, yeah, Air, helicopter, airplane, same thing, right? Hey, man, I didn't say I was a naval aviator. <laughs> 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 All right, so let me nitpick a couple of things. Okay, I I got uh, I got at least one. Okay, I'm telling you, these are nitpicks, and it's just I don't think the movie is any worse because of it. I mean, it doesn't hurt my opinion. It doesn't drop my score at all for having these things. It's just uh, maybe I could have done without this, or maybe they could have done something a little bit different. Hell, it could have made it, you know, a perfect movie at that point. So at the very beginning, they're showing footage of like naval training and whatnot. You, You know what I'm talking about? Yes, sir. I wish that was... I wish they would have portrayed the actors in those scenes. Like I said, this yeah, that that have been good. I mean, that would have tied you into the movie. But yeah, I get what you're saying there. I think it would have went a, a longer way of kind of bringing you into the story and making you care for the characters a little bit quicker. If you see the bullshit and the training and the just the tough shit that they have to go through in order to become, you know, the amazing Navy SEALs and whatnot. I think they would have learned a long way if it was actually them portraying those characters. Now, I mean, because when you're looking at that scene, all you're seeing is just random faces. That's really all it is. Yeah. And then one other thing, uh, half the movie, Marky Mark, Mark Wahlberg, he's, mm-hmm. it feels like he's portraying Marcus Luttrell for the first half of the movie. And then in the back half of the movie, he is 100% Mark Wahlberg. Like, I, I feel like there's a distinct difference between the two halves of the movie. Like, when shit starts going sideways is when he starts becoming Mark Wahlberg. He becomes that action star. Now, I'm not saying he, he, does, he has bad acting or anything like that. I just feel like his, his acting completely changes halfway through the movie and i mean that some of that could have something to do with marcus Luttrell, you know being crazy during the incident i mean it's shit like that's gonna drive you crazy make you a little crazy about who to trust and who not to trust but i feel like it's more mark Wahlberg than anything in that back half of the movie did you notice that yeah i agree with you it did get kind of weird with the acting when they're in the taliban hut after they rescue them yeah i i definitely get what you're saying but I didn't connect that, you know, maybe it is amped up because he doesn't know who to trust and he's been through hell and he thinks everybody's going to kill him. I I feel like it was, I'm not going to say a caricature because that's not what it was. It makes it seem like he wasn't doing good in the back half of the movie. He was still being a good actor. He was just, to me, he was being more Mark Wahlberg. I, I feel like it came across as borderline silly silly 
with some of his his facial expressions and whatnot. And it kind of takes you out of the movie a little bit. But again, I, I, this is just me nitpicking, and that doesn't harm the movie for me. It's definitely my least favorite part of the entire movie is that last little bit. But like you said, I don't think it's to the point where oh, I ain't going to watch this. No, hell no. No. I'm surprised, sir, you did not notice they shocked a systole in the very beginning of the movie. Uh, oh, I did, no, I did not. I did, I did not that. I did not. Yes, yeah, sir, I was like this. And it's been so long since I wrote a systole, man, it looks like I can't even tell you how the hell I spelled that. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to spell it like how you say it? <laughs> uh, it's pretty much on there as astoli. <laughs> <laughs> you spell like A and insist like S I S. Toe, T O E L Y. Hell yeah. No damn word takes up the whole line. <laughs> but I didn't I didn't catch the uh the A Sisley part, but I did catch that they were shocking him. And then when he came back, he just like barely opens his eyes and, and whatnot. And I'm like, bruh, that doesn't happen. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that works. But whatever. I mean, I wasn't there, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I tell you, one of my favorite things, man, in this whole movie is how realistic the fight scenes are. Uh, mostly the the gun battle part of it, man. It's just I don't know what they did per se. I just know that it felt so real it felt like they were were, uh, the action yeah it was you know and and each time the character would get shot man it's like they acted that portion so well i think up to this point with all the movies that i've watched i think this might this movie and saving private ryan have the most real battle scenes in any of the war movies. I think if you were going just based off who has the best action scenes, those two movies are probably number one, number number two, if you're going to rate them based off of those. Because like you said, you feel every single time that they get hit, uh, they acted their asses off in this movie. It just, it felt so real with everything that was going on. And you're right there in the middle of it all. And, I, you know, I think Ben Foster, which was uh, Axis Axon, I can't, I don't know how to say his Axel. damn name. Axelson. I think that guy hit it out of the ballpark. I think he was a top top actor in that movie, man. At the very last scenes where he's mostly blind, he's been shot three or four times. Man, I could. It was just like I was there with him. And he was just unloading what little bit he had left. He knew he was going to die, but he was going to try to take out a few more before he went. Right. He, he just sold it out, man. I, it was so believable. I will uh, I will agree with you. I think he was uh, definitely an underrated actor in this. And I think if you had to, to rank them, he would be definitely right up there with the better out of the four. What did you think about the scene – where they find the farmers going up the mountain and, you know, they, they take them prisoner and they're all debating, hey, should we kill them or let them go? What do you think about that scene? I think it was a little overly dramatic. 
I don't think they had that same argument on top of that hill to that extent. I don't think either any of them would have said, oh, let's just shoot them. Because it was noted in his speech that he gave uh, that the ultimate reason they let them go is because that base would be expecting the GOAT and the three people to be back within a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. And that's ultimately what made them lead to that decision of not taking them prisoner. But I think the movie just kind of embellished it quite a bit. So I'm, uh, I don't know. I, I didn't see it as, as that when, when I was first watching it, but now that you kind of like mentioned it, I'm like, Oh yeah, no, no, you're kind of right about that. It does come across a little silly and a little bit of Hollywood fied uh, that scene. Because again, like you said, I don't think they had that argument up top that mountain. I think they definitely dramatized it a little more, but I do appreciate in this movie, I think for movie purposes, I think it works really well because they do have that, that conflict between each other. And then uh, Murphy comes out of nowhere and says, Hey, we're doing this and that's what we're going to do. And Hey, I mean, Axe and Marcus the trail are arguing the fuck out of each other, right? They're yelling at each other. And I, I think they acted it really well because as soon as Murphy said, we're doing it like this, they're all like, yes, sir. Yep. That's what we're going to do. And it was no arguing past that point, which I, I really appreciated. And I think that moment went, went a lot towards uh, how they view each other and how they view uh, not management status, but, but tears, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, ranks. But ranks, me yeah. And you, That's what I'm looking for. Me and you've talked about, because we've been watching all these movies, and all the time, man, it's like a private will get next to a captain or a lieutenant and be, like, arguing with them. And I'm like, that I don't think that ever happens. You know, it's he says it, you say yes, sir, and then move on, pissed off or not. I don't think you can sit there and argue with them. Yeah, and I think I think this movie shows that uh, very well, actually, because Murphy doesn't argue. He's never in that argument whatsoever. He says his his, uh, his first little opinion at the beginning of that argument, and then after that, it's the other three that argue. Yeah, no, no, I, I'm saying this is the only movie that actually, you know, shows, like you said, that chain of command, the leadership, and then they fall in line and they're like, yeah, let's let's get this knocked out because in most of the other movies. They argue, and it's like, you know, a newbie arguing with a captain. I, I just don't – it's not realistic. It, that's not how it works. Yeah, absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. And I, I loved in that little argument, uh, Axe, he's all like, I don't give a shit about him. I care about you. I care about you, and I care about you. And I'm like – dude, that's like my fucking personality right there. I fucking relate to that so much because why do you care about them? We don't care about them. I only care about my three brothers that are in front of me. And I think that that line goes a long way in this movie because it just, it brings you closer into them and it makes you care for him as a character because, hey, all I care about are you three and you getting home to your families. I don't care about anything else. Uh, it's you know that points actually hit home several times because you know the uh, RPG hit and they got separated and they're like oh 
fuck it, we got to go back up and get them. And, you know, they got bullet holes already in them. They, they're hurt from the fall. But they're like, nah, that, that's my brother up there, man. I, I'm fitting to go. I don't give a damn. But it just so happens they get blown even further down the, the mountain and never, you know, meet back up with the guy. But And then Murphy, uh, you know, basically sacrificing himself to get the, the radio message out. Yeah. I don't know, man. This movie, this movie hits hits a lot of emotional aspects, and you wouldn't think from like on the surface level when you look at Lone Survivor, you don't think, "Hey, this movie's going to hit you in the feels multiple times throughout the movie." It's going to make you really, really care for everything. It just seems like a surface level war movie, like a throwaway war movie. Uh, when you look at the surface level of the movie, but when you actually get into the film and you're actually watching it, dude, you are one hundred percent invested in everything that's going on yeah if i'm not mistaken man i think this was this movie takes place during the time that dad was over there in iraq uh 2005 so yeah because i almost i could have swore i was i remember hearing about that uh the schnook getting blown up while he was over there because i was always watching the news Mm mm-hmm so I, I don't know. I think it has a connection on that end. Yeah, you know, this these movies hit us a little bit differently, especially especially these more modern movies, you know, the ones in the the Iraq, Afghanistan war, the war on terror and all that. You know, those movies hit you and I a little bit differently than, you know, World War II and the Vietnam War because, you know, Dad and Larry were both over there dealing with this fuckery in those years, you know, in our years. Of being teens, so I, I agree. Those those these movies hit us a little bit differently. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm with you on that one. Uh, I really like the ending when they uh, were flashing pictures of Marcus Lucero going back and meeting those. Uh, yep. I don't know what you call them. The uh, they're not Taliban, but they're the good people. I don't know what the hell they're even called. Uh. Yeah, I know the word I want to call them is not right, so I'm not going to say it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was pretty cool to see the, the the whole circle, I guess, and it all connect back. You actually see him, you know, after he's recovered, back over there in Afghanistan with the villagers that actually saved his life. I, I think that's really, really interesting. And I wonder if he talks about, like, if he actually has him in interviews. Like, he brought him back to do an interview or something like that to talk about. I have, I hadn't seen any, but I don't know. It kind of put, restores a little bit of faith in humanity, man, even though through all that over there, you know, there's still some good people. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they're far and few between. Few and far between, sir. Yeah, I'll retract that statement tomorrow when I got to go out in the public. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you rate this, sir? How many stars do you give this? I'm going to give this a five, sir. It, it hits on all levels. Uh, if you can have a movie impact you so much that you, you know, it impacted me to the point where I went and researched the Red Wing operation, the 
guys that were killed in the Chinook. I went and YouTubed uh, interviews with Mark Luttrell. If, if a movie hits you that well, I mean, it, it's a solid. The few problems in the movie, you know, the issues were so minute that I wouldn't say I took away anything from the movie. It was just a good movie. Uh, tell such a good story about these uh, heroes now, you know, uh, and it made me have nightmares. So, I mean, they did something right. Uh, I absolutely agree, sir. Uh, I initially gave it four and a half stars. I was like, eh, this, this, and this maybe can bring it down just a little bit because I'm trying to compare it. Ultimately, I'm comparing this to other movies that I've seen. And I probably should not do that. But ultimately, I do as well give this five stars. I think it's the, the, the minor things that is wrong with it, the, the things that we've mentioned are, like you said, so minute. It, it, I would be dumb to, to bring a score down just based off those little things, those little nitpicks. Uh, but I, I think this is just, if you're looking for just an all-around great, entertaining movie that has emotion, that has action, that, that hits you in the feels, and it keeps you invested for two hours. Two hours. It is balls to the wall. Good. And this and was, is, what is it, almost an hour and 20 minutes worth of them fighting? Yeah, I mean, that the setup for the, the storyline is not very long. And, I mean, they keep it pretty interesting because they throw some lighthearted stuff in there that's ultimately showing you how much of a brotherhood it is to be on that SEAL team. But I'll tell you, this is the one five-star movie that I probably will not rewatch. Nope. I've never had a nah, I've never had a movie give me nightmares, man. And that <laughs> and it was to the point where I woke up, fell back asleep in the same exact spot in that damn nightmare, and I I just don't think I'm gonna watch it again. Wow have you have you seen it before before uh, this week? Yeah, I've seen it a uh, one other time, and I'm pretty sure I was close to that the last time I had uh, watched it. Uh huh. Oh shit. Well, there you go. Yeah, I give it five stars. I think it's highly entertaining throughout. And I think it's one of the best war movies uh, out there. And I think it it showcases... It, it's, it's different. It's a different feeling in this movie compared to the ones that we've seen. Up to this point, we've seen dramatizations and Hollywood war movies. And to me, this feels the most authentic as far as a war movie goes. Will it, be number one? Will it be number one for me? I don't know. I don't want to spoil my list. But I, I think if you're ranking the the best war action, the best authenticness, if that's even a word it is now, uh, y'all go fuck yourselves. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think this is going to be right up there with number one, number two. Easily. Do you feel like the camera angles per se let's look at this this one versus uh let's say we were soldiers mm -hmm. this one seemed like it was 
more shot in the point of view of the soldier and some of the other war movies and maybe we were soldiers was filmed like standing back and you're watching a portrait of everybody that's on that battlefield where this is focused point to few from each of the uh, the team members so the the one thing that i will say to that and i i think you're absolutely right they they do do that in both movies and so in this movie they focus on four characters so i think it's easier for them to do the pov shots and the close-ups and bring you into that action just like saving private ryan there's only a handful of characters that they have to to bring you into we were soldiers they're they're standing back more i don't think yeah they they have the characters that they focus on but let's put air quotes around characters because uh, other than mel gibson are there really other, any other characters in that movie that we really care about i don't think so yeah there was the other world yeah i did but what? we're gonna debate that on the top 10 list because i i know we and you're gonna very differently on that movie well, here's what I don't want. I don't want to turn this into a review on We Were Soldiers, but I wouldn't go so far as to saying that there's other main characters in that movie. Like you don't get four characters like Lone Survivor in We Were Soldiers. You may not get the development in We Were Soldiers as you do here, but you definitely get the nuggets that you want to hold on to and you want to be like, Damn, I hope this guy comes out okay in this part. I want to see what happens to him. But to my point is, it, it feels different with the the character-wise, and that's why it's more brought back a little bit. And maybe they want to showcase how, how brutal the Vietnam War was, how it's just so chaotic, and, you know, they're using that guerrilla warfare, and it's coming from all angles, so they have to show it a little bit further back. Whereas this is more balls to the wall, in your face kind of action and war stuff. So they, it's more of a POV, more personal uh, filming. That's I, just, I, was just, I, yeah, I was just curious what you thought about that. I just uh, noticed it was shot completely different than most of all the other war movies. I don't think it's a stretch to say that makes this movie better in my opinion, because look at Saving Private Ryan, uh, and I've already mentioned it, that has some of the best war scenes in any of these movies that we've seen. And a lot of those scenes are, you know, handheld camera POV shots, just like this one. You have me sold, sir. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't argue that. There you go. Uh, but yeah, I give it four and a half, uh, five stars, excuse me, five stars. Uh, I recommend going to check it out. Uh, is $15 on Voodoo, on digital. To me, it's worth $15. I mean, this movie came out seven years ago. So, I mean, everybody knows my opinion on that. Uh, I think $10. If you can get it for $10, I think that'd be a great, great, great price. I have it on DVD, Blu-ray, and digital. So, I don't need another copy. Yeah, you definitely won't regret... Uh, I'd spend $15, man. You won't regret the 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 watching it no no it's definitely worth 15 dollars. but if you can get it for 10 dollars, get it for 10 dollars. no well, i mean yeah <laughs> i ain't gonna say no to say money. yeah you know it, it there's lots of great movies that are just like man that was an awesome 
epic storyline. And then this one, you just follow it. And it, I don't know, man, it's it just uh, totally different, I guess, in a good way. Well, there you have it, guys. Uh, if you've seen Lone Survivor, please let us know what you think of it. Let us know if it's a war movie that you're going to continue watching it or not watching it. You know, kind of like what Josh says, uh, it's a five-star movie, but he's not necessarily probably ever going to watch it again. Uh, you let us know how much you love this movie or how much you dislike this movie. Are we right? Are we wrong? Let us know. Drop a comment on Facebook or go to patreon.com slash two game. Leave us a comment there. And uh, yeah, I think that's going to conclude our review for Lone Survivor next week. Nope, nope. Tomorrow is Braveheart. I'm about an hour into it. I think Josh is also about an hour into that movie. We have fucking two hours left in that that movie. I didn't. I never realized that movie was three hours long. Doesn't feel like it, but it is. I'm definitely uh, apprehensive. You know, it it's got to be a good movie, man. It's got to be like a Patriot. You know, two hours and forty seven minutes and. I don't feel it, so I'm hoping it, it's a, it's another uh, Patriot movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, th- this is one of Dad's favorite uh, war movies, by the way. Braveheart. Ah. Well, it's, it's starting off to be good, so I have high hopes for it. I mean, this is this is the reason why I started watching it, because Dad used to watch it so much. And The Patriot, that's why I love it so much, because Dad watched it so damn much. Hmm. So there you go. Maybe that's why I like Tombstone so much, because he always watched Tombstone. <laughs> yeah, touche. Hey, did you get the... Uh, completely different subject did you get my little special edition tombstone that i sent you yes i did i smelled it it smelled of you <laughs> made me happy <laughs> <laughs> you know to anybody else that would sound weird but i'm okay with it <laughs> <laughs> they're just jelly sir did you get a chance to watch any of the special features no i sure had man i uh you've been whipping my ass with these war movies i've been trying to knock them out <laughs> <laughs> uh fair enough so, yeah, I got Fury, I got Braveheart to finish, and I have Letters from Iwo Jima, and those are it. That's the la- – oh, uh, 13th, uh, The Hurt Locker. I got to watch that. Those are my last movies I'm going to watch for this new series. I got uh, Braveheart and the rest of 13 hours. I got part of it done. Oh, look at you. You're done. You're done, sir. Not a moment too soon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, next week we got top 10 war movies, our ranking episode. As y'all know, we're going to go through from number 10 to number one and give you our favorite war movies that we've watched up to this point. And we'll go into the nitty gritty of how we ranked, you know, which, where, and how we went about our rankings and how we viewed the series, how we liked it, how we disliked it. Uh, and it'll all be on that episode. It's gonna be an action packed episode. No pun intended for war movies yeah but yeah we appreciate y'all joining us and we will catch y'all next time on another episode later laters